You're listening to episode 250 of the Mindfulness-Based Weight Loss Podcast with me, Lucia Hawley. Welcome to the Mindfulness-Based Weight Loss Podcast, the show for women like you who have tried restrictive diet after diet and are ready for simple, thoughtful solutions to help you sustainably lose weight for the last time from a place of abundance and peace. If you're looking to end the yo-yo of comfort eating and rigid weight loss protocols, and instead step into living your life mindfully on your terms while losing weight in the process, you're in the right place. Hello, hello, party people. Welcome, welcome to the show. How the heck are you? I'm Lucia. I am thrilled you are here. Thank you for tuning into the show. And we have a fantastic episode today. Today was a, it's an episode I've been wanting to record. And I actually had a client last week who was like, hey, you know what? Like, if you haven't done an episode on this already, could you? That'd be really supportive. And I was like, girl, yes. I can. It's been on my mind. Clearly, it's been on yours too, and probably a few of you out there as well. So today, we are talking about muscle and muscle growth, and I'm going to give you the short, sweet, and simple way to ensure that you are building muscle. And not only is muscle an integral part of the body composition that most of us, if we have body composition goals, most of us are saying, whether we know it or not, that we want an increase in lean muscle mass. Muscle is a huge factor when it comes to body composition and body composition ideals. Uh, But beyond body composition itself, Muscle is playing many, many, many other roles in our bodies. Muscle is not this like one and done organ. It's doing a lot, it's interacting with other organs and other systems in our bodies. And just like we can literally grow our muscles to be bigger, when we are shifting how we are living our lives, meaning if you have not strength trained before, or if you haven't strength trained with intentional progressive overload, what that term means is that you are strength training consistently challenging yourself over time. You're not just kind of swinging some weights around to feel good and then wondering why the muscle isn't building or growing. All progressive overload is, is intentionally, consistently challenging your muscles. And that challenge can be coming from an increase in the weights that you are lifting. It can come from other factors as well. So while you may not be lifting a heavier weight, you might be challenging yourself to lift the same weight uh, with more reps or more sets the length of time that you are lifting the weight and putting the weight back down. When I say a lift, a lift means both picking up and putting down because both sides of that movement are challenging the muscle. So it can be the weight itself, the length of time that you are under duress so that you are like the tempo and speed in which you are picking up and putting down that weight and the amount of time in terms of total reps and sets that you are lifting the weight. So multiple factors go into how you are challenging your muscles to grow. It's not always just cut and dry. You've got to see, you know, you got to lift heavier and heavier dumbbells or barbells or sacks of flour, like whatever it is you're lifting. Lots of ways that we challenge our muscles over time. Okay. Now then, 
Muscle growth is a key part of sustaining the body composition most of us desire. Now, I say most of us because I think if you've come to this podcast, at some point you have had a body composition goal. And on this show, I just like to honor that for people. I think we all also know that like, if we're just pursuing a body composition goal strictly for the vanity of it, that's usually an empty goal. It's just an empty goal. So while we talk about it and we honor it, we also honor that that goal has to have meaning behind it that is richer than, oh, I want to look good in a bikini. Because by the way, we all look good in a bikini anytime we put a bikini on. Like, you know what I mean? Like that goal is just like, it just falls flat. So when we're looking to build muscle, remember a few choice things so far. Muscles are a key part of that sustained body composition most of us desire, meaning if you do not have, and while I talk about this from a strength training, resistance training perspective, of course that is not the only way to build muscle anytime you're challenging your muscles. So it could be any sort of class or you know Pilates or calisthenics, like lots of different ways that we can challenge our muscles. But I am going to focus on strength training and resistance training because I do find it is the most efficient and effective use of anyone's time who wants to have profound body composition changes, okay? So I am going to strictly talk about that. But just know that, of course, like, don't set yourself up for this all or nothing mindset where it's like, oh my God, if I'm not strength training or, you know, if you get into negativity around it, don't, don't play that game with yourself. It's just not useful. It's not a good use of your time. So know that I'm speaking about this from a strength and uh, resistance training standpoint today. Okay. So I'll say it one more time. Muscle growth is a key part of sustaining the body composition change. Most of us desire for the long term. What that means is that most of us would benefit from using and starting to include a progressive, progressively overloaded, so progressive overload strength training program multiple times per week. Just like most of us would benefit from walking or getting in enough movement daily, which is multiple times per week when you zoom out from your days to your weeks. You're doing something daily, that means you're doing it weekly as well. Similar with strength training. Now the key Another key that I'm going to move into right now is that when you are challenging your muscles, you are lifting a weight to fatigue, whether the fatigue is coming from the weight itself or whether it's coming from the tempo, like however you are challenging your muscle to become fatigued, right? Where that those last few reps, last few movements are really challenging you. Your muscle is feeling fried while you're keeping good form because that's how you prevent injury. The muscle growth does not happen in that moment. In that moment, when you're in those last few reps and they're challenging, you are stressing your body. Now, this type of stress from strength training is adaptive stress. It can become maladaptive if you are underfeeding yourself, which we'll get into in a little bit, It can become maladaptive if you are working out every single day and challenging yourself too much. And it can become maladaptive if you have a poor relationship with your body image or your self-esteem and you're trying to get some, you have some expectation of muscle building and muscle growth that is beyond what the tangibles can give you. So listen to me with this, muscle building, I don't think anyone really needs to to 
build muscle or to, you know, intentionally strength train at the most more than five days per week. Muscle building for the average American three to four days per week, 40 to 60 minutes total, including rest time, would serve 90% of Americans so, so well. Now, your muscle grows between during your rest days, okay? So between the times that you are lifting the weights, your muscle does not grow, even though it might, you might feel like you have a big pump after a hard workout and it feels bigger, that's just transient inflammation in your muscle because you've challenged it and you've broken down some of the muscle fibers. The actual growth in the muscles happens during the rest days. It happens during your recovery days. So this is why, and it can be kind of a a mindset shift for a lot of women who might be coming from chronic cardio, even with that background message of more cardio, the better because you're chasing a calorie burn. With muscle building, you stop chasing the calorie burn because what actually is the important lever is challenging your muscles consistently with appropriate rest periods between the challenges, not only between your sets and reps, meaning you challenge, you know, maybe you're doing some bicep curls, but between your sets of, let's say, 12 bicep curls in a row, you take enough time to recover your muscle enough so that that next set of reps, you are ready to give it good effort. So there's rest between sets, And then there's also rest between the days that you are working out. And that muscle growth is what is happening during rest and recovery time because your muscles grow when they're repairing themselves. Now, on to the next point with muscles. And this is a very tangible episode because I think you just need to hear this information. When you are looking to build your muscle mass, you also have to ensure two things from a nutrition perspective. The two biggies. There could be others, okay? But we're being really reductionistic today because I want this to be actionable for you. Number one, you have to be eating enough total food. You are not going to build muscle in any sort of extreme or severe caloric restriction. This is why some women will say, but I am lifting and I don't see results. And it's like, well, are you strength training hard enough Are you pushing your muscles hard enough? And guess what? If you can't, if you don't have enough force in your workouts, you have to look at why aren't you able to do that? Beyond maybe being new to strength training, which is always, you know, that's an appropriate um, way of building your muscles over time. No one who sets, who's new to setting foot in the gym or starting to work out using weights, no one is expected to have that nervous system that knows what to do right away so there's always an on-ramping that happens that's healthy that's normal but if you continually feel very fatigued after your workouts um, if you feel like rest and recovery it's not enough time between your workouts that's when if you don't already have an awareness of how much food you're eating you have to ensure you just have to and this is what i think is what trips a lot of women out is that they feel like oh my god if i'm working out hard I'm going to want to eat more food and that's going to ruin my like low calorie lifestyle. Listen, my friend, that's the point. 
If you take out wanting to lose weight for a minute, just remove it from the conversation, muscle building, so strength training, resistance training, is a very healthful pursuit for really everyone. Everyone's muscles need to be challenged, intentionally or unintentionally. When we're strength training, it's very, very intentional, especially with progressive overload, because you're really deciding, I want to build my muscle mass. When you are intentionally building your muscle mass, you have to be eating enough. You have to be using progressive overload over time just to be efficient. And you're going to reestablish a regulated appetite. And you're going to reestablish a regulated appetite. Really let that sink in. Now, whether you've taken the self-study course or you've worked with me before or you've heard me talk about hunger and satisfaction cues, if you are coming from a really restricted, really, really restricted caloric intake and your metabolism has down-regulated itself because your body loves you and it wants you to be here, your hunger and satisfaction cues might have been kind of muted because of that down-regulated metabolism. So when you actually start eating enough food, meaning you're eating close to your maintenance amount of calories, your appetite might perk up and that is appropriate. It's good, it's a healthy, it's a vital sign to have an appetite. Way Way too many women are brainwashed into thinking that if they don't have an appetite for food during the day, somehow they're winning. That is absolutely like, wow, Let's get rid of that message. That message is old, it's tired, it's not giving any of us what we want. You have to have, if you are strength training or if you're considering contemplating strength training, what you are saying is that you are ready to be an athlete and I want you to have an athlete's perspective. And I'm telling you this as the person I never grew up as an athlete. I never identified with any sports. I did not have any pride in moving my body. I was the kid that was totally in her brain, was really smart, was building websites when I was like 11 years old, way before like being on the computer was a thing. And I just have to tell you that one of the biggest, best identity changes for me was realizing that every body, including mine, is an athletic body. Therefore, as an athletic body, I move my body because I am dipping into my athleticism. So there can be an identity shift, and I don't want you to get hung up on that, of saying like, ooh, how do I shift my identity perfectly? Like, you just start. You just start taking action. You start lifting weights, or you get a coach, or you just start to accept that like your body is going to be doing something different, and different is healthy in this perspective. All of our bodies, just like we were born to move, humans are very, um, we're, we're creatures that were born to be in motion, That also includes that our muscles were born to be used, okay? So muscles grow from stress. They grow during the rest periods between the times that we work them out. Strength training, resistance training, muscle growth, whatever, however you want to phrase it, is an adaptive stressor. And it is adaptive when you are primed for it to be adaptive, meaning you have to eat enough food. And now that you've heard that, 
You can also hear the next part of the food thing is that you do need to eat enough protein because protein is where we're going to get our essential amino acids as well as non-essential. But eating appropriate quality protein sources is how we get the building blocks to then have the signal so that our bodies, once we have worked our muscles out, are able to repair appropriately and rebuild those muscles well so that you're getting the changes that you want physiologically. Muscle growth is a key part of sustaining the body composition that most of us desire. When we say we want a body composition change, that's what we're saying is that we want an increase in muscle mass and over time a decrease in body fat within a range that makes sense for us from a healthful perspective. Now here's a few more cool things about building muscle. Muscles are a secondary endocrine organ. You might not think of your muscles as an organ system, but they are. And endocrine means that they're doing something with our hormones. So our muscles are hormonally active. Now, this is a big deal if you are someone who feels like you have hormone imbalances, if you are navigating, let's say, uh, hormonal transition stages of life, such as perimenopause, menopause, um, pregnancy, we, especially for people who do have like female organs and a female organ system, we, we navigate multiple endocrine transitions in our lives. So emphasizing muscle growth and all the factors that support it, getting good sleep, having rest, managing our stress, um, eating enough protein, eating enough total calories, Muscles also support ideal insulin sensitivity. If you are someone who struggles with insulin sensitivity, if you feel like you are sensitive to carbohydrates or you look at a carb and it just makes you balloon up, that's a subject for a different episode. That can be happening for multiple reasons, especially if you're coming from a low-carb, low-calorie background. But making sure you have adequate muscle tissue on your body goes a really long way to support ideal insulin sensitivity and ideal leptin sensitivity. So like I was just saying a few minutes ago, if you're coming from that low calorie, low carbohydrate background and you start to strength train and you're like, wow, my appetite is perking up, that is a good sign. Because if you're coming from that adapted metabolic state, meaning down-regulated metabolic state, very often you have that down-regulated appetite. And so we can normalize appetite, we can normalize um, insulin sensitivity in, in many ways for a lot of people simply by incorporating a strength training routine. What muscle also does is that it can also support our blood sugar regulation. And working out is a great way to manage stress. And all of us, listen, the modern world, it's amazing and it's really, really stressful. So having awareness not only of our daily habits that help our bodies manage stress, stress management techniques that are like emotional stress management, such as mindfulness, meditation, thought and feelings awareness practices, getting enough sleep, eating enough food, moving our bodies from a step and just general movement standpoint, drinking enough water, all of those help us manage stress as well as strength training. And then finally, something that I feel like I wish I didn't have to say, but I know I do, is that 
you will not get bulky lifting weights. Now listen, if you've heard this entire episode and you're here now being like, that sounds good, Lucia, but I don't want to look bulky. I I had to add this in because it is 2023. Um, you are not going to look bulky even if you work out hard. Even if you grow a lot more muscle mass than you've had in the past, simply by proxy of our testosterone levels um, as women or people who have female organs and a female organ system, you're not going to be adding on muscle the way men do. So there's really no excuse not to muscle, not to train your muscles and not to strength train. Um, It's recommended too, the older we get, the more common it is over the years, not for our metabolism to change. Our metabolic rate doesn't really change until we hit about age 60. So from ages 20 to 60, our metabolic rate is the same. And if we feel like our metabolism is slowing down, that's more so due to behaviors than just aging. But here's the fun bit. Not only does working out help us re-regulate our appetites, but working out using progressive overload for strength training helps us build the muscle mass that also will increase our metabolisms over time because our muscle is very metabolically active tissue. So if you're someone who's saying, well, I can't eat a lot of food because I gain weight really quickly, A, I have to challenge that statement by saying, B, are you doing all the stuff you need to do to actually tell your body to increase its metabolism? A lot of women are putting the battery in backwards where, of course, they're doing the low-calorie eating, the low-carb eating, and then they're having periods of binging and overeating on top of a body that is not being asked to build, to retain, if not maintain, muscle mass. That is a recipe for metabolic disaster, and it probably doesn't feel very good. And listen, I've been there. Disaster is, like I say, that just, I mean, it's kind of a big word to say, but I'm saying that from a place of love because I've been there. I I had never once challenged my muscles until the first time I stepped into a CrossFit gym, which was back in 2011. I (laughs) have a memory of after a few months of going to that CrossFit gym three times per week, and I was eating enough food then. I, you know, I was I was not tracking calories. I was not trying to undereat. I was just I was just eating. Um. I remember falling asleep one night on my arm or something and like my head on my arm and all of a sudden I was like oh my god what is under my head like what is this lump on my arm oh no and I took a minute like sat up felt my arm and I had actually been sleeping on like a baby bicep it was the very first time I'd ever felt a muscle in my arm in that way so just say just saying that and point that out there because I know what it's like to have an under-muscled body and to feel the hormonal effects of that under-muscled body. I also know what it is like to be in periods of under-eating for the ratio and amount of strength training that I had wanted to do. So I feel you if it feels, if you have a lot of thoughts around increasing the total amount of food you need, you do need to be fueling your body well with total amount of calories and enough dietary protein 
for most women, at least 90 grams. If you want a number for most women, at least 90 grams, ideally more like 100, 110 to 140 grams of protein gets the job done for most women who are strength training three to four times per week using progressive overload. So that's where I want to leave us today. This is a general overview. Any one of these subjects that I mentioned, there could be an entire podcast episode on adaptive stress from strength training. There could be an entire episode on how building our muscles supports our ideal insulin sensitivity and leptin sensitivity. A whole episode on blood sugar regulation. A whole episode on how muscles help us manage our stress. A whole episode on specifically the amounts and types and qualities and quantities of protein to ideally build your muscle. But that gets a little bit too nitty gritty. Where most of us, we just get to follow common sense. And common sense is if we want changes, the changes that are healthiest for the human body include challenging your muscles and when you start to challenge your muscles you got to feed yourself enough food so that those muscles grow over time and those muscles grow best in an environment where you're eating enough protein and you're getting enough rest and recovery time between your intentional workouts so that your muscles can grow and adapt to the stress of being worked out okay thank you you are beautiful i love you so much i will see you on next week's episode bye Hey, if you love today's show, I'd love for you to take a minute and give a rating with a review. If you too are ready for more women to make life choices from loving mindfulness, that means we need more women listening to this message so they know what's available to them and they can do it too. And if you're ready yourself, come coach with me where we'll work together and you'll learn how to take this process to the next level in your wellness goals, life desires, and beyond. Go to luciahawley.com. That's L-U-C-I-A. H-A-W-L-E-Y dot com to connect.